Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Welcome back. In this series, we've explored many of the one another passages in the Bible, not all, but many. God's call is clear. He cares how we treat one another. And living on mission means learning how to practically love one another. We call it love out loud. You know, as the family of God grows, it's made up of people who are not like us, who have learned different behaviors and who see the world through very different colored glasses. The church is not merely a place we go to. It's designed to be a place we call home and people we call family. We are a family of believers. Today, we learned that we are called to carry each other's burdens and to carry our own load. Now, let's, let's jump in. We're in Galatians chapter 5, starting with verse 26, the end of that chapter. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers." Can we just agree that the best of us slips up? The question you see isn't how the slip was detected. The question is how we should treat that person. Paul is telling us that the spirit-led Christian thinks of others and serves them. Along with all the one another passages we've already looked at, here we are commanded to bear one another's burdens. But thinking of others does not come naturally to us. What does come naturally is to do what's in our best interest, amen, rather than what's in another person's best interest, not to mention a brother or sister in Christ who has sinned or fallen. The question we have to ask ourselves is how do we respond? How do we treat them? How does God want us to treat one another whenever we've sinned? We're given the answer in this scripture. And really, It depends on the situation. The first situation, we're given three. First situation, when someone has fallen, lift them up. That's the first verse. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. You see, if someone is caught in a sin, our aim should be to restore, not ignore. A restore means to put it back the way it's supposed to be. 
like setting a broken bone. The sinning believer is the broken bone in the body of Christ, if you will, and he or she needs to be restored. The believer who is led by the Spirit and living in the liberty of grace will seek to lift them up. Sometimes we'd honestly really rather ignore them, ignore the fact that they've fallen. Maybe we don't want them to be embarrassed. Maybe we don't want the hassle of having a difficult conversation. But when we ignore them, the body of Christ suffers and it leaves them vulnerable. In fact, we may give up personal responsibility unless it hurts us personally. But when something affects us, we respond. Here's a riddle. When does a broken leg not hurt? Answer, when it isn't connected to me. When my son broke his leg, it hurt me. Now, how, how could that be true? Because he was and is connected to me. When does someone caught in a sin not hurt me? When I have no relationship and no connection with that person. Why would I care if someone's caught in a sin if I have no relationship with them? Good question. But we are connected to one another, and Christ is the head of the body, the church. And that is why the very first thing that we're told to do is this. When someone is caught in a sin, restore them. Don't ignore them. Lift them up. Now, how do we lift them up? He says we should restore them gently, not harshly. Gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. Be kind and firm, of course. He says, when we lift someone up, we need to have an attitude of humility and love, not arrogance. None of us are called to fix anybody. That's important. We have to be aware, though, of our own limitations and restore the offender in a spirit of gentleness. We have to remember that what has happened to our brother or sister might very easily happen to us as well. All right, second situation, when someone has a burden, we need to hold them up. How do we hold others up? Well, we serve them like Jesus. See, whenever someone needs help, I'm the first one to say to if, if there's anything that I can do, listen, don't hesitate to call me. And we mean it, don't we? But wouldn't it be more helpful if we considered what needs to be done and then scheduled to do it? For example, if they're having treatments on Monday, maybe Make sure that dinner is ready each Monday when they get home. If they'll be in treatment for six months, let them know that you're going to be cutting their grass during that time. Whenever someone has a burden to bear, the last thing they want to do is find someone to help. Do you hear that? As we learn to bear the burdens of others, we fulfill the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Think back to the very first message that we did in the series, Love Out Loud. Jesus gave the command that his disciples were to love one another. See, the law of Christ is to love one another. In fact, he said that those outside the family of believers will know we are his disciples by how we love one another. In the final week before he was killed, Jesus gave instructions to his men. And his directive for believers' relationship with one another was just as revolutionary as his message about enemies. He instructed them to love one another as I have loved you. We can imagine the power of that statement to men who had been with Jesus for over three years. They had seen Jesus overlook a thousand offenses. They had watched him forgive a thousand sarcastic remarks and they had witnessed him return kindness 
for coldness a thousand times. But suddenly they realized that Jesus was telling them to love one another with the same patience, forgiveness, and kindness that he had shown toward them countless times. See, because loving people comes down to choices. All you have to do is look at what Jesus did and imitate him. Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 20, whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So when someone falls, help them up. When someone has a burden, hold them up. And here's the third situation. When someone has a load to carry, build them up. Now, let me explain. If you look again back at verse five, it says, for each one should carry his own load. You recall Galatians 6, 2, it just says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So the word burden here means a weight of personal and eternal significance. And it can refer to a character flaw, a struggle, or a moral requirement, any of those. Some have wondered at the meaning of this verse as it compares to verse 5, which says each one should bear his own load. Are these verses contradictory? You ever thought about that? How can we bear someone else's burdens if we are each supposed to carry our own loads at the same time. See, putting the two ideas together gives us some give and take in relationships. The Greek word that's translated load in verse five refers to an individual burden that's not transferable. We each have certain obligations for which we alone are responsible. For example, God has given each of us responsibilities for our families for our churches, for our personal holiness. We are each responsible for those things. We cannot assume the responsibility for someone else's behavior. We can, however, bear one another's burdens. You see, we can come alongside a struggling brother or sister and help shoulder the weight of a particular, particularly tough time or maybe a temptation that he or she is facing that just threatens to pull him or her under. See, one way of illustrating the idea of bearing one another's burdens is to picture a, a man who's staggering beneath a heavy load of grain. So he's got to somehow get this grain home to his family, but he's about to crumble beneath the weight of this grain. And you see his distress and you rush over to his aid, you lift a part of that burden and thereby you're easing the weight of it. And although you don't assume the whole load, you're help allows the struggling guy to carry on to his destination. You see, another example of believers bearing one another's burdens is the church in Antioch, Acts 11, records that the church learned of the, a famine that was going to be happening in Judea. Though they did not personally know the ones who would be affected by this difficulty, they took up collection, a financial collection, to send to them by way of traveling apostles. The Antioch church did not assume responsibility for total provision, but their generosity lightened the load for those who would be suffering. You understand? We are each responsible before God for the gifts and resources that he has entrusted to us. We cannot blame others, shift responsibility, or even make excuses about why we were unfaithful with the assignments that we've been given. We must bear our own loads, but 
There are also times when life threatens to overwhelm and we need help. When a spouse dies, a child is injured, a job folds or a house burns down. You know, as part of the family of God, we are to come to the aid of our brothers and sisters in need. When a load suddenly becomes too heavy for one person, we are supposed to bear one another's burdens. The added strength and encouragement of others is often the difference between, between us pressing on and giving up. When we aim to bear our own loads while always being available to bear the burdens of others as the Lord leads, we will strike that perfect balance, that give and take I was talking about. There is a kind of burden that comes to a man or woman from the chances and just the changes that happen in life. It is fulfilling the law of Christ to help everyone who has such a burden to carry. It's easier to move a couch with two people, am I right? Moving a couch is a two-people job. But there is also a burden, a load, much like a, a, a soldier's pack, a backpack, that is a duty which none of us can do for someone else. It's a task for which we must be personally responsible. A moment ago, I asked what the deal was because there appears to be a contradiction between verse 2 where we're supposed to bear one another's burdens and verse 5 where we're told that each one should carry his own load. Burden versus load. When we test our own work, we find our own faults and weaknesses. These are our personal responsibility. And each man will have to bear this load. Of course, there should be sympathy and mutual burden bearing as in verse two, but also every man is responsible to God for his own conduct. Now to wrap up these first five verses, listen carefully. When someone falls, help them up. When someone has a burden, hold them up. And when someone has a load to carry, build them up. If you want to receive this sort of help, then sow this sort of help. Give this to others and you'll receive it. You see, there's this principle of nature at work called the law of harvest. And that's why it's written in Galatians here. It's the principle that applies both negatively and positively. No one can evade the laws which God has, set, has put into motion to govern the universe. For whatever a man sows, that is what a man's going to reap. And let me cover three lessons that are always true. It's true as we live out the one another's of Scripture. All right, you ready? First, you will reap what you sow. You know, a farmer's never surprised when wheat grows or corn or maize or cotton, cotton, whatever, because that's what they planted. Whatever we plant grows. The harvest is always the product of the seed. See, if you plant corn, corn seed in, in America, or if you plant it in, in Australia, it comes up corn every time. It's not magic, it's expected. On the other hand, if you fail to plant, there is 100% chance that you will have no harvest. You can wish you had a harvest, pray for a harvest, sing songs about the harvest, passionately desire a harvest. You can read books about the harvest, listen to podcasts about the harvest, and watch videos on YouTube about how to get the best harvest. But without seed, there'll be no harvest. 
because a man reaps what he sows. See, if you're stingy toward others, don't expect generosity from them. Proverbs 28, 22 says, a stingy man is eager to get rich. Isn't that truth? But he's unaware that poverty awaits him. Paul states substantially the same law in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. He said, grapes aren't gathered from thorns or figs from thistles. You see, God can and does forgive men their sins, but not even he can wipe out the consequence of sin. If a man sins against his body, sooner or later, he'll pay in ruined health, even if he's a believer. If a man sins against his loved ones, sooner or later, hearts are going to be broken, even if he's a Christ follower. You will reap what you sow. All right, the second lesson. You will reap more than you sow. And the third lesson. You will reap later than you sow. If you're anything like me, you can be impatient when it comes to getting results. All right? When we lose sight of this, this third truth, we may lose heart. And to lose heart means to despair. But God works in his time, and his time is the right time and the best time. You see, in God's time, he created the heavens and the earth. In God's time, he sent the rains that flooded and destroyed the earth. In God's time, Isaac was born to a man who was 100 years old and to a, to a mother 90 years old to fulfill a promise that was made to Abram. In God's time, Israel was delivered from Egypt. In God's time, he sent Jesus born of a woman, born under the law. In God's time, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. But see, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. And in God's time, Jesus will return. In God's perfect timing, the 6,000 years of events covered in scripture have happened. So doesn't it make good sense to listen whenever he says, at the proper time, you will receive a harvest at the proper time. We ask, well, when is that? It's in God's time. But when we press, the answer comes from God. Just trust me. Don't lose heart. Don't get discouraged. You just keep doing good. Watch yourself, he says. Verse 10, watch yourself. We can help each other by caring, by encouraging. If someone is caught in a sin, restore them gently. And don't become weary in doing good. So when someone falls, help them up. When someone has a burden, hold them up. And when someone has a load to carry, build them up. As long as we have time, we should continue to do good. As long as we have opportunity, doing good has to do with acts of kindness. Your kindness should extend as widely as your influence. So who can you think of right now who needs you to lift them up, to hold them up? Anyone that needs you to build them up? Who would like someone to pray with you right now? Before you do that with one another, I would like to pray for you. Our Father in heaven, I thank you that you have, you've, taught us how to care for one another. 
At the same time, you've told us we have a big responsibility to bear our own load, to carry our own load. Father, I thank you that there's this give and take. I ask, Father, for wisdom from you. I pray that we will know when it is our load to carry. And, and, and I pray, Father, it will be obvious when we can help brothers and sisters around us. Help us, Father, to be willing to help others bear up under loads that are simply too heavy for them. Father, we pray that in the way we live our life, we pray, Father, that we will reap a harvest when it is time of the, of the good that is being sown. It's in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.